Can't Wait for Christmas is a proud member of the Christmas Podcast Network. Check out all the shows on the network at christmaspodcastnetwork.com. Hey, buddy, what you doing? Is it Christmas yet? No, sorry, not yet. I can't wait for Christmas. Yeah, I can't wait for Christmas either. In fact, let's celebrate now. <laughs> Welcome to the Can't Wait for Christmas podcast. It's September 25th, 2023, and that means there's only three months left until Christmas. Today on the show, shh, we're going to talk about Secret Santa, so don't ruin the surprise. We'll also count down five more great Christmas commercials, pipe some of the happiest Christmas music on earth into your ears, and we'll find out which Christmas singers are moving on to round three of Merry Music Madness. Okay, let's start the show. Greetings, Yule Believers, and welcome to another episode of the Can't Wait for Christmas podcast. The podcast all about Christmas history, Christmas traditions, Christmas media, and everything else Christmas. I'm your host, Tim Babb, comedian and elf who doesn't want to make toys or be a dentist. I just want to make Christmas podcasts. Speaking of, I owe some thanks to listener Stephen, who alerted me to the fact that we were removed from Google Podcasts for a while. Apparently there was some issue with verifying our RSS feed, but I got all that straightened out, and we're back on Google Podcasts now. But you'll probably have to resubscribe to us if you were subscribed on Google Podcasts. Wait, if you were listening on Google Podcasts and it unsubscribed you, you'll never hear me telling you that we're back on Google Podcasts so you can resubscribe. Well, that is quite a conundrum. Well, while I try and figure this puzzle out, let's go right on to our first segment, We Need a Little Christmas, now. We need a This Christmas Now tip is yet another excuse for me to combine my two great loves, the merriest holiday on Earth and the happiest place on Earth. Yes, Christmas at Disneyland is a favorite of mine. In fact, very soon you'll be able to hear me on the Totally Rad Christmas podcast talking about a Roger Rabbit Christmas stage show at Disneyland. So look out for that. But back to the segment and my love of Christmas at Disneyland, which can be a problem for me because I can't always get to Disneyland. And even when you can go, it turns out most months at Disneyland, it's not even Christmas. What up with that? Well, I found a website called soundsofdisneyland.com. They have an incredible archive of music and other sounds from the Disneyland Resort. They have it conveniently divided up into categories like Main Street, Dark Ride, Tomorrowland, and so, so many more. But the reason I'm telling you about this on this Christmas podcast is they have a whole category called Holiday. Christmas in features all the great holiday music you hear at Disneyland, from the classic songs of Main Street, the seasonal music of It's a Small World Holiday, the firework music, the Christmas parade music, or I should say Christmas parades, as they have the very Merry Christmas Parade. Once upon a time, in a magic land, a Christmas celebration was held. 
and the Christmas Fantasy Parade. There's something for every Christmas vibe. An Old West theme in Frontierland's area loop. A Polynesian feel with the Trader Sam Enchanted Tiki Bar loop. Some New Orleans action in the Rivers of America loop. It's so much fun. I'll definitely put a link to this in the show notes at can'twaitforchristmaspod.com. I had it playing almost the entire time I was writing this episode, and I've been grinning like an idiot the entire time. Well, how else would you grin? Aw, come on, imaginary listener. Sounds kind of like Kermit the Frog. That's too far. Uh, you're right, you're right. I, I like to joke around and give you a hard time, but that may have been a little bit out of bounds. I, I apologize. In the spirit of Christmas, your apology is accepted. And just a reminder, my name is Carl. Okay, let's say we move on to our countdown feature. Imaginary listener, sounds kind of like Kermit the Frog. Ah, uh, come on! It's time for Five Golden Things. Five Golden So if you weren't aware, the Can't Wait for Christmas podcast is on TikTok under the handle at Can't Wait for Christmas pod. But we're not the only Christmas game in town over there. I've started seeing more and more Christmas themed accounts on TikTok, including one that is nothing but vintage Christmas commercials. Now, we already covered Christmas commercials back in 2018 on episode 46. But when I found this whole account full of old Christmas commercials, I thought it was worth doing another list of them. And even though some of these I don't really remember from my childhood, I just really clicked with their general vibe. So here are my top five Christmas commercials from the Christmas.commercials account on TikTok. Number five. Fox Kids. Now, while I take exception to anything from the 90s being referred to as vintage, I did enjoy this commercial for the Fox Kid lineup, sung to the 12 Days of Christmas song, and sung by the Animaniacs. Even though I didn't watch most of these shows, The Tick, The Power Rangers, The X-Men, Bobby's World, not in The Animaniacs, I didn't really watch any of those. The only one I'm sure I did watch was Batman the Animated Series. But somehow I have nostalgia for these shows I've never watched, and seeing them all included in this 12 Days of Christmas parody makes me good and happy. Number four. Kodak Disc. Wake up, toys, or you're gonna miss Christmas Eve with the Kodak Disc. Someone got the family a Kodak Disc. Just look at all the shots they're not gonna miss. There's never been a time that's better than this to give someone the Kodak Disc. Give someone the Kodak Disc camera this Christmas, and if they don't think it's the easiest camera they've ever used, Kodak will give you your money back, money back. So when you go out and shop, just remember to stop. Now, this one I vaguely remember, and actually there's quite a few Christmas commercials for the Kodak Disc on this channel. I guess Kodak was really pushing that camera hard, yet I don't think I know a single person who owned one. That being said, this jingle slaps. I rewatched this multiple times because this Kodak Disc song is a genuine bop. Now, if I'm right and Kodak Discs didn't sell very well, it is not the fault of the ad team because they left it all on the field with this jingle. Number three. 
AT&T Go Phone. Now, before I play this one, I want to set the scene for you because the visual that goes along with this commercial is a stop-motion animation of a gingerbread man repairing bite marks on his gingerbread house as his gingerbread son rides up on his gingerbread bike. Okay, roll it, Slappy. Hey, Dad, I really want a Go Phone this year. Oh, I want people to stop eating my house, but that ain't gonna happen. Besides, you'll run up a huge bill. No, I won't. It has unlimited talk and unlimited text. I'm just yanking your chain, son. Ho, ho, ho. Sweet. Um. Oh, come on, man. It's the holidays. I should point out that the scream at the end was because a giant hand came down and ripped the gingerbread roof off the gingerbread house and revealed a gingerbread lady taking a gingerbread bath. So it's already a fun commercial before you realize that that's Steve Buscemi doing the voice of the gingerbread dad and the late Norm MacDonald doing the voice of the gingerbread kid. What a wacky set of casting choices for an already wacky commercial. Number two. Alka-Seltzer. When you overdo the holiday pleasures, Alka-Seltzer is a yuletide treasure. Oh, what a relief it is. This cracked me up. Now, I need you to realize our image quality wasn't amazing back in the pre-digital days, and it's not helped on this channel by the fact that the videos play on like a third of the screen. Nevertheless, I'm embarrassed to say that it took me almost halfway through this commercial to realize that that was Sammy Davis Jr. leading this Alka-Seltzer choir. So it starts with a man and woman answering the door to the sound of carolers. The guy has a water bottle on his head and generally looks miserable. But then they cut to the choir, and Sammy Davis Jr. is out front looking like he's having the most fun in the world conducting this choir singing about Alka-Seltzer. By the end of the commercial, the guy who answered the door has lost his water bottle, and he looks happy as can be, like he's feeling much, much better. But crucially, his... I assume wife isn't standing next to him anymore. Sammy Davis Jr. is standing in between him and she has his arms around Sammy. This is quite a narrative for a 30 second commercial. Honorable mentions Atari. Atari would like to thank you for taking us into your homes. We wish you all a happy holiday. I never had an Atari. I was a Nintendo kid all the way. But this sound of an 8-bit Christmas still hit the sweet spot for me. So I thought this deserved an honorable mention. Number one. Regular AT&T. The stockings were hung by the chimney with care in hopes that St. Nicholas soon would be there. Santa Claus. <laughs> the children were nestled all snug in their beds while visions of sugar plums danced in their heads. And Mama and her kerchief and I and my cat had just settled down to a long winter's nap. Dad, it still works. There's no better gift than the sound of your voice. So this is another one that loses something when you can only hear the audio. Basically, a cute kid is curled in his mom's lap with a phone to his ear. And on the other end of the phone, his grandpa is reading him the night before Christmas. Eventually, the little guy falls asleep. And that's when the mom grabs the phone and tells her dad that it still works. 
I thought this one was genuinely sweet. But it still didn't make me forgive AT&T for getting rid of HBO and Warner Brothers and leaving us all with this Warner Discovery monstrosity. But that is my list. Now, I know I'm going to revisit the concept of Christmas commercials again. Hopefully it won't take me another five years for me to get around to it because there's so many more Christmas commercials out there. So if you have some favorite Christmas commercials that I haven't mentioned, send them in to me at Christmas at Tancast.com so I can include them in my next list. And now a few words about a very special day coming up on November 1st. After Halloween is done, it's time to start the Christmas fun. Yes, my friends, it's Christmas Podcast Day. November 1st is the day you need to check your favorite podcast feed and join in the fun on Christmas Podcast Day. All your favorite Christmas shows are releasing brand new episodes. Some may say that it's too soon, but they're lucky we don't do it in June. So come along and have a laugh as we talk carols, films, and crafts, and all other things from the merriest holiday. La 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 la, it's Christmas Podcast Day! This year for Christmas Podcast Day, your favorite Christmas podcasts are releasing bonus episodes about different adaptations of A Christmas Carol. From Sesame Street, to the real Ghostbusters, to the Animaniacs, to Scrooge, to the Jim Carrey animated version, to Saved by the Bell, to a board game about Mickey's Christmas Carol, and so, so much more! There are so many Christmas shows, some you might not even know. You might find a new favorite and take some time to savor it. So listen on your computer or phone, at work, the gym, commuting or home. A new tradition that is here to stay. Tell everyone it's Christmas Podcast. Join in the fun on Christmas Podcast. Download everyone on Christmas Podcast Day. Get in the sleigh, it's Christmas Podcast Day. Christmas Podcast Day. Hey! Welcome back. Gift giving is synonymous with Christmas at this point, and it's usually a very upfront thing. Like, hey, I love you very much, and as a token of my love, here's a gift card to TGI Fridays. But sometimes we do things a little differently. We give our gifts anonymously from the shadows like a spy. Yes, that's when we take on the code name Secret Santa. Secret Santa Man, Secret Santa Man. He's giving you a present, but he's not giving you his name. So when I decided to see if I could get anything interesting out of an episode of the concept of Secret Santa, I was pleasantly surprised to learn that this tradition has a long and winding history that is sometimes heartwarming and sometimes bonkers. And it turns out that's exactly my speed. So let's dive in. Now, in case this is something you've never heard of before, I should probably explain what a Secret Santa is. So you think someone has downloaded a Christmas podcast, got this far into it, and has no idea what Secret Santa is? I just want to make sure we're all on the same page. Secret Santa is when you get a gift for someone, but they don't know it's from you. So, exactly what it sounds like. Thank Blitzen you were here to explain this. Oh, hush. Now, Secret Santa gift exchanges are especially popular in office settings, since rather than everyone getting presents for everyone, it's more economical for each person to only buy one present for just one other person. That way, no one has to go broke, but everyone gets something, and maybe you find out a little more about one of your coworkers in the process. Although... This tradition is not without its detractors, such as Seth Meyers, heard here on his popular recurring segment, Ya Burnt. First up, Secret Santas. Want to know a secret? You're the worst. (laughs) Nothing fills a person with the Christmas spirit quite like whispering to your cubicle neighbor, Hey, who's Gary? I have to get something for Gary. Oh my God, you're Gary? 
And the only thing I like less than giving a gift to a stranger is getting a gift from a stranger. My family doesn't even know what to get me. What chance does Kathleen in accounting have? Oh, hand lotion! Because I have hands. How did you know, Kathleen? Hey, Secret Santas, just like that scented candle I never wanted, you burnt! Oh, I miss late-night TV so much. I wish the studios would just pay their writers what they're worth and end this writer strike already, but that's another topic for someone else's podcast. Anyway, while I'm not anti-office secret Santa like Seth, I do kind of understand this mentality. Back in the before times, when I worked in an actual office building, every other week or so, a birthday card would go around the office and we'd all sign it. I couldn't help but think, does Fred from the sales team really care that I signed his birthday card? I'm pretty sure Fred couldn't pick me out of a crowd of two. On the other hand, if you're close with your coworkers, this could be a fun chance to do something nice for them. I had a coworker once who was obsessed with Diet Coke, so I got them a huge Costco-sized pallet of Diet Coke so they could keep it at the office and always have some at work. It wasn't a life-changing gift, but it was something I knew they'd actually like, and they did, and it lasted well into the new year, and they were super grateful. But I'm getting ahead of things. I didn't really explain how the mechanics of Secret Santa works. While there's not necessarily a set way to do it, the basic rules are everyone who wants to participate writes their name on tiny slips of paper. For good measure, you can include one or two gift suggestions on the paper as well. Then all the names are put in a bowl, bucket, or hat. Then everyone draws names, and whoever you get, that's who you get a present for. Unless you're like Jake Peralta from Brooklyn Nine-Nine and you ruin it. And so concludes this year's Secret Santa drawing. Just a quick reminder of the rules. $48 limit, no perishable items, and no homemade massage coupons, Hitchcock. Fine, then everyone will have to pay full price for them. Oh, Captain, I would like a $40 gift card to any restaurant that serves nachos. I don't have you, Peralta. Not only do I know that you do indeed have me, but I also know who everyone else has. That's not possible. Perhaps not for ordinary men such as yourself, Jeffords, but for the brilliant mind of Detective Jacob Sherlock Peralta, I legally changed my name. It's quite simply... Elementary. For you see, Amy made a face I only recognize from our bedroom, which means that she has Captain Holt. Charles has Terry. His eyes keep shifting over to him. No, they don't. Terry looked disgusted, which means he has Hitchcock. Rosa didn't draw a name, nor did she put one in. She doesn't want to participate. Never do. Hitchcock moves his mouth when he reads, and he quite clearly said Charles. I did get Charles. Scully has Amy. He's holding his paper name side out. Oh, he's good. And I have Scully, which means Captain Holt has me. I'll be taking that gift card. Daddy loves nachos. Should we draw the names again and leave Jake out? Yeah! yeah. Usually a party is scheduled for a few weeks after everyone picks names, and everyone brings in their gifts on that day, all the while being careful not to reveal their identity before the big day. Often there are rules to the gifts. For instance, setting a dollar value limit so that Terry doesn't get a novelty mug that says, don't talk to me until I had my coffee, while Tiffany gets an Aston Martin DBX 707. A lot of workplaces add no-no gifts, like no alcohol or no perishable gifts or no gift cards. Also, sometimes part of the gift exchange is guessing who your secret Santa is. Sometimes there's a big reveal. Sometimes you just never know who your secret Santa was. There's multiple ways for it to play out, but the main crux of it is giving a gift anonymously. While we've definitely embraced this idea as Secret Santa here in America, it's certainly not unique to this country. It is known by other names in other countries, like it can be called Kris Kringle in places like Canada, Austria, and Australia. It's called Wichteln in Germany, which is a reference to a dwarf or a Wichtel who secretly do good things. So if you're doing what they do, you're doing a Wichteln. In Poland, Belgium, and the Netherlands, the tradition is not associated with Christmas, but with the Feast of St. Nicholas. Now, no one is exactly sure how this tradition began. There are anonymous gift-giving customs from all sorts of cultures, most not related to Christmas at all. But the earliest form of this associated with Christmas is a wild Scandinavian tradition called Yulklaup. Yeah. 
Really think you pronounced that correctly? I'd say there's almost no chance. So, forget putting names in a hat and bringing your gift to a party. In this version, you walk up to a stranger's house, knock loudly, fling open the door, chuck the present in the room, slam the door shut, and run away and hide. Now, they would include a little card or note on the gift, but not to let them know who it was from, because the whole point was to remain anonymous, but the note would just be a funny message or rhyme. And that's just how they did it back in the 1740s. No way you could do that now, with ring cameras, trigger-happy strangers, and not to mention, who leaves their door unlocked anymore? And even if you somehow made it happen, if I'm sitting at home, and the door flies open and a random package comes flying in, I'm sprinting out the back door and calling the bomb squad. Hello? Send someone quick! I have clearly angered a Christmas-themed mob boss! What? Is there a note on the package? Yes, it says, what do snowmen eat for dessert? Ice Krispies! I don't know what it means either. Just send the diffusing elves now. But here in America, the term secret Santa didn't originate with these kind of gift exchanges among coworkers, schoolmates, friends, or family. No, according to legend, the origin of the first secret Santa can be traced back to Houston, Mississippi in 1971. There was a young man named Larry Dean Stewart who was having a rough go of it. A medical issue had ended his ability to play sports and lost him his scholarship at junior college. He'd lost his job when his company was working for went out of business. He was sleeping in his car and hadn't eaten in almost two days. So out of desperation, he went to a diner to order breakfast and was going to pretend at the end of the meal that he lost his wallet. As he was going through the motions, the owner of the diner came from the back and said, hey, you dropped this and handed Larry a $20 bill which in the early 70s was more than enough to pay for a nice breakfast. Larry never forgot that. And as the years went on, his fortunes changed quite dramatically. In fact, he became a millionaire. And by the mid-80s, he would anonymously give out $100 bills to people in his town at Christmas. On a day filled with snow and anticipation, this Kansas City businessman is about to make dreams come true. Thank you very much. Merry Christmas to you. Handing out crisp $100 bills at gas stations. Bad. Say, Santa Claus just pulled up. Bad. I don't know who he is, nothing. Hell of a nice guy, though. Restaurants. Thank you. He's a wonderful man. I don't know who he is. I wish you would have told me his name so I could have thanked him. And laundromats. I am shocked. I sure appreciate it. I can use it this time of year. He finds most of his victims, as he calls them, at random. Like this couple with four children, ages six months to 14 years. At least two families he sought out deliberately. People with no reliable transportation who will drive home cars this Christmas. So he became known as the Kansas Secret Santa, and as years went by, he would seek out other towns where he knew people were having hard times. Perhaps most notably, New York in 2001, and a hurricane ravaged Florida in 2004. He also went back and found the owner of that diner and gave him $10,000, even though the former diner owner insisted that Larry didn't owe him nothing. He did this for 20 years and only revealed his identity shortly before his death in 2007. Millionaire Larry Stewart became known as Secret Santa for his habit of roaming the streets each December and anonymously handing out money to people in the Kansas City area. Merry Christmas from Secret Santa. That's a $100 bill. Now the man with the big heart has died. Stewart succumbed Friday to complications resulting from esophageal cancer. He gained international attention in November when he revealed himself as Secret Santa. Every December, he hit the streets handing out money, often $100 bills, sometimes two and three at a time. 
Over the course of 26 years, it's estimated that he gave away a total of $1.3 million. Stewart made his millions in cable television and long-distance telephone service. He was diagnosed in April with cancer and said he wanted to use his celebrity to inspire other people to perform random acts of kindness. What a difference it can make in a person's life just instantly. Stewart was 58 years old. Tim McGuire, the Associated Press. But his legacy lives on in Secret Santa World, an organization continuing to spread the anonymous Christmas kindness. And there are similar Secret Santas all over. Some where they send people out with money, looking to give it away to people who might need it, to more intricate and targeted Secret Santas who find specific people or families and tailor their gifts to their particular needs. Like the ones covered every year by East Idaho News. Here's one where they surprise a school lunch lady whose husband wasn't able to work because he was recovering from prostate cancer and lupus. And to top it off, their car's engine died. Here's East Idaho News letting her know that Secret Santa was going to give her something special this year. We got you. We got you something. You can open up this box here. Oh there's, my gosh! There's a hundred dollars there, and then we have one other small gift for you. Hold on. Sorry, I'm shaking. It's all right. This Secret Santa bought you a car. Oh no! You're kidding me. Oh my gosh! It's here. Here. Should we go see it? Yes. <laughs> Let's go oh see my it. Gosh, are you kidding me? Yeah, no, you're we're kidding. not kidding. Merry Christmas. Thank it, you, Secret Santa, whoever you are. <laughs> You'll never know what it means. <laughs> I'll put a link to some of these Secret Santa videos in the show notes, but fair warning, I have been crying my eyes out going through these clips. Like someone is cutting all the onions when these Secret Santa videos come on. But it's very heartwarming. And It's a little crazy that I thought, I wonder if there's anything interesting to say about Secret Santas. I ended up crying like a baby watching news clips and yet also learning that Swedish people used to fling Christmas presents into random people's houses with a funny note on them. Forget sleigh rides. This journey through Secret Santa has been a roller coaster ride. Let's play Secret Santa through the Let's see how things are heating up in Merry Music Madness. All year long, we're doing a bracket-style elimination competition to find out who is the ultimate Christmas singer or singing group as voted by you. Last time was the highest voter turnout so far in this entire competition. You really came out to see your favorites get represented. Let's see who's made it to the next round. Kelly Clarkson showed Bruce Springsteen who's the boss when she won 71.1% to 28.9%. Now this one I thought was a pretty big upset. I predicted Pentatonix would go all the way to the finals, but they were knocked out by the Ronettes 65.8% to 34.2%. Do you hear what Perry Como is cooking? Because Perry laid the smackdown on Darlene Love 66.2% to 33.8%. And unfortunately, the Carpenters couldn't build up enough votes to overcome Andy Williams, who won 76.2% to 23.8%. And the Queen of Christmas beat the King of Rock and Roll 61.3% to 38.7%. But as one king falls, another king rises. Nat King Cole defeated Dean Martin 68.4% to 31.6%. 
We're Alive stole Thurl Ravencroft's Christmas 61.2% to 38.8%. And I can officially stop worrying about saying their name wrong because the Tabernacle Choir on Temple Square was no match for Michael Buble, who won 70.4% to 29.6%. Okay, it's time to get serious, folks. We only have eight competitors left and three rounds to go. Let's find out who's facing off in round three. Gene Audrey. Up on the housetop, reindeer paws. Out jumps good old Santa Claus. Versus Bing Crosby. Malakilikimaka is a thing to say on a bright Hawaiian Christmas day. Frank Sinatra. Jingle bells, jingle bells, jingle all the way. Oh, what fun it is to ride in a one-horse open sleigh. Versus Vince Guaraldi. Tony Bennett. Have yourself a merry little Christmas. Versus Johnny Mathis. Just hear those sleigh bells jingling, ring, ting, tingling, too. Come on, it's lovely weather for a sleigh ride together with you. Dolly Parton. Have a holly jolly Christmas. It's the best time of the year. Versus the Muppets. See the blazing yule before us. La 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 la. Strike the heart and join the chorus. La 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 la. I will not sing this song. La 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 la. Kelly Clarkson. Versus the Ronettes. I saw mommy kissing Santa Claus underneath the mistletoe last night. Perry Como. Go, there's no place like home for the holiday. Cause no matter how far away you roam. Versus Andy Williams. It's a holiday season. And Dickory Dock, uh, don't forget to hang up your sock. Mariah Carey. Santa, if you get this letter, won't you help me out? I know you're kind of busy with your elves right now, and I don't know how. Versus Nat King Cole. Joy to the world, the Lord is come. Let earth receive her king. Burl Ives. Rudolph the red-nosed reindeer had a very shiny nose. And if you ever saw it, you would even say it glowed. Versus Michael Buble. It's beginning to look a lot like Christmas. Everywhere you go. And that's it. The polls will be open until October 24th. You can find the link at can'twaitforchristmaspod.com or on our threads, Twitter, or Facebook. It's totally anonymous. You don't have to provide any personal information. You just have to vote with your whole Christmas heart on which one should go to the next round. So get out there and vote and join us next time to see if your favorites will be moving on to the next round of Merry Music Madness! (laughs) 
And that's our show. And our show notes are packed with links for you this week. You've got the link to the soundsofdisneyland.com where you can find some holiday music from the Magic Kingdom. You'll also find the link to the Christmas.commercials TikTok page where you can enjoy all those vintage Christmas commercials I was talking about. We've also got some links to the Secret Santa Society and some of those tear-jerking news videos of people getting Secret Santa'd. And last but absolutely not least is the link to vote in round three of Merry Music Madness. All right, I'll get out of here and let you get to clicking, but don't forget to keep an eye peeled for me on the Totally Rad Christmas podcast coming up very soon. And until next time, you'll believers, keep laughing all the way. And that was Christmas 1983. Actually, Dad, it's 2023. Oh. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Can't Wait for Christmas podcast. If you like what you hear, please subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Play, or wherever you get your podcasts. Remember, if you leave us a review on Apple Podcasts, a.k.a. iTunes, and email us about it at christmas at tancast.com, we'll send you a free Can't Wait for Christmas sticker. If you'd like to see the show notes or leave a comment on this or any other episodes, you can go to our official website, Can't Wait for Christmas pod.com. While you're there, you'll find a link to our official Zazzle store where you can grab customizable t-shirts, ornaments, stickers, and all sorts of other Christmas-themed items all year long. We'd love to connect with you on social media. On Facebook and Instagram, we are Can't Wait for Christmas Pod. And on Twitter, we are at Christmas Pod. We Wish You a Merry Christmas was performed by the United States Marine Corps Band, and this amazing version of Jingle Bells on the accordion was performed by the wonderful and talented Christian Nowicki. All other music and sounds used in this episode are the properties of their individual copyright holders, and they are used for purposes of commentary and review. No infringement is intended. Okay, boys, did I forget anything? God bless us, everyone. Merry Christmas! Well, while I try and figure this puzzle out, let's go to our... <clears throat> well, while I try and figure this puzzle out... Well, while I try and figure this puzzle out, let's go... Apparently one puzzle I can't figure out is how to speak. So it starts with a man and woman answering the door to the sound of carolers. The... So this commercial starts with a man and woman answering the door to the sound of carolers. Why can't I say carolers? Why? I want to say it. I just said it. But I'd like to say it in the show so I can move on. Usually a party is scheduled for a few weeks after everyone picks names and brings in their gifts on that. What? What? Tim! Are you aware of how writing a sentence works? Or are you just slapping words on the thing and going, good enough? But the earliest form of this associated Christmas is a wild Scandinavian tradition called Julklaup. Why did I think I wouldn't need to know how to pronounce these? (laughs) Burl Ives stole Burl Ives stole Thurl Ravencroft's crisp That is a mouth full I legit was Like it took so long to write the show Because I was spending so long watching Secret Santa videos And just (laughs) They're helping her. She needs help, and they're helping, and it makes everybody happy. It's just, yep. 
So good luck if you click those links. You'll be a, a soupy mess on the floor. Or maybe I'm just you know, more in touch with my emotions than most. I'm fine with that.